Hey Kryptonauts, welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. We have another excellent exclusive interview with the DynamoCoin team. On today's episode, we have Sean, the developer of DynamoCoin, and Keith, the marketing manager for DynamoCoin. DynamoCoin is a new cryptocurrency and I wanted to bring it to you first. DynamoCoin is a fair issuance coin, that means there is no pre-mine. Another awesome thing about DynamoCoin is that it is actually mineable. DynamoCoin is a proof of work algorithm and it currently is still very early to get into mining the token. Cryptonauts, enjoy this episode with our guests Sean and Keith. Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Blockchain John, along with my co-host, Jake and Mike. How's it going, you guys? Salute to you pretty guys. Good. Nice to see you guys pretty back on the podcast. Yep, Today, yep, pretty good. All right, awesome. Today, we have Sean and Keith. We're going to talk about Dynamo, Dynamo Coin. It's a brand new cryptocurrency uh, token that was just developed by, um, by Sean. Sean, hello. How's it going? Very well. Keith, hello. How are you doing, sir? Hey, good evening, John. Fantastic. And you guys are currently in Eastern time, right? So I don't want to take too much of your time because I'm on the Pacific. It's still daylight. It's still really nice out here. Um, it's very warm out here. I don't know. How, how's the weather out there for you guys? What is warm? What, what, we don't even know what warm is. Over here, it's like the mid-90s right now. That's warm. That's warm. Lucky. Yeah. It's 103 here. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's insane. I heard you guys got some uh, some bad weather out there on the East Coast. I think not we, too bad. yeah, we we clocked a high of forty eight degrees on Saturday. Not exactly arousing Memorial high? Day weekend. That was the high. Jeez, yeah. but but on the on the flip side, we love it for our Ethereum mining because we don't have to cool <laughs> all our rigs. So, right, right. You know. I know. I gotta have an so, AC unit on and fans blowing around my room just to try yeah. to get the heat out. Every, every time I go outside, I say, oh, I love the cold. So, you know, <laughs> my kids think I'm crazy, but I love the cold now. So. Yeah. But how do you do your barbecues? Are you all, are you all suited up, you know, from yeah. head to toe with winter clothing? So over here, we get to wear shorts and tank tops. Yeah. It's yeah. called catering, John. It's called catering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Sean, before we get started, I always like to um, – properly get to know my my guest for the first time because it's technically your first time on the podcast same same thing with you keith and i always like to get to know who the person is that's first time on the podcast before they got to the point where they're at now which for you guys it's both working on dynamo coin but i want to head back in time what were you doing way before you even heard about cryptocurrency uh, AKA Bitcoin. I mean, I'm talking way back. So Sean, let's go ahead and start with you. Sure. So I've been a developer for about 30 years. Um, I've been a consultant for, uh, I, I can't even remember how many uh, different companies. Um, I worked, uh, my last three jobs were in uh, executive uh, IT management roles. Uh, I was a chief technology officer at uh, Merrill Lynch in charge of all of their corporate technology uh, initiatives. So things like risk, compliance, tax, investor relations, 
um, all those kinds of things. I did that for about seven or eight years. Uh, I moved on to a role as an IT director at a fintech startup. I did that for about seven or eight years. Um, and in my most recent role, uh, before uh, I, I resigned uh, from that role in December of 2019, I was the chief technology officer for a credit card company. And I built all of their internal systems, things like uh, all the KYC and AML. I mean, everything. I, you know, I was responsible for all the technology, but um, things like a, you know, a mobile app, uh, um, the website interface, all the payment processing, all those kinds of things. So I have a lot of deep experience, a lot of technical experience, um, and, and I'm a programmer on a daily basis. So you know, I've been heavily involved in uh, fintech for a very long time. And I became interested in Ethereum just last year, actually, and, and crypto in general. And so for the last seven or eight months, uh, I've kind of been living and breathing crypto. But uh, prior to that, I was, you know, I was just a professional IT manager. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So you definitely know the ins and outs of DynamoCoin. I, I, if you look at the GitHub repo, I am doing all the commits. So I am writing the C++ code and doing all the programming. Yep. We got some Absolutely. background noise out there. Somebody's, Somebody's cheering. Can, can, They're cheering can, for me. Can the rest of you guys mute your, your microphones, please? Perfect. All right. Um, Keith. Keith. Yeah, yeah. sorry about that, John. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Keith. How about yourself? How did you get introduced into no, let's let's go a little further back. What were you doing before you heard about Bitcoin, aka cryptos? All right, so let's rewind the tape. Um, I was a president of a, a retail technology firm, actually presently still am, specializing in um, hardware and software um, aimed at retail efficiencies. Um, this was kind of critical as retail tried to find its footing and counter the competitive challenges of you know, the rise of e-commerce. Uh, so there was a huge need uh, to basically import technology into what's known as the, the brick and mortar world um, and basically capitalize on this whole move to omni-channel um, retail. So over the years, we had become really, really proficient in that space, um, had known Sean for many years, and we just started collaborating on projects uh, within that space. And, and credit to Sean, you know, we're always looking obviously for the next big thing, the next technology to come over the horizon. Um, and he had picked up on, you know, crypto very, very early on, you know, over the horizon and brought it to the table as something that, you know, we should explore in a, in a serious way, in a deep way. Um, and, and of course, Sean, you know, took the, the project, made it his own, put his own stamp and spin on it, you know, and brought a, a really unique perspective to Dynamo Coin. And that kind of brings us to where we are now. Nice. So, so Sean, Keith, how long have you guys known each other? You say, Keith, you said for, for years, but what is years? Like three years, five years, 10 years? <laughs> Are you guys neighbors? 
I, I would I would say Sean like an easy five. No. Well, I would even more than that. So um, the the you know we we met because our mutual families went to um, a private school in uh, Tuxedo, New York, um, which was close to ten years ago, um, and. We, we, what was interesting was we both have four children and our children interleaved each other. So, you know, ours, <laughs> yeah. my, mine, mine was in fifth, he, his was in sixth, mine was in seventh, his was in eighth. And so we actually never was, were able to get into different parent cohorts that were meeting each other. But at the, at the larger community groupings, we were like, oh, you know what, we, we should talk to those guys because they're like one of the very few people who are sending four kids to private school, which, you know, I mean, in all honesty, is, is a very large um, financial commitment, right? And, and that's, a, that's sort of, a, a, you know, a testament to, to how you feel about your family and, and what you're willing to commit. And there were very few other people who had, uh, I, I can't even think if there were any other families that had four kids. I don't think so. I don't think so, right? And so we, we were really the only two families in the private school that had four kids, both. And we just really didn't um, ever ever intersect because our kids again were just interleaved. Um, but about like like so so we've known each other let's say for ten years, but just on a casual basis. Right, right. Yeah, and then we you know about three years ago we we're like you know dude we should just get together like let's you know like <laughs> we never hung out and then it just it 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 clicked and you know and and we found that it was an incredibly synergistic um, uh, uh, you know meeting of the minds. So yeah. Yeah, and it was really special, John. I mean, I'll tell you, we had done, um, you know, the timing of it, of course, just overlaps with the emergence of COVID, you know, mm -hmm. and that whole experience, which yeah. thrust, you know, the adoption of technologies into the retail universe in a way where, you know, the, the running joke is they all onboarded seven years of development and um, evolution in seven months. And it was true. And <laughs> you know, Sean was able to collaborate, you know, together with us to impact and touch thousands and thousands of stores, you know, over the last two years um, in, a, in a really big way, not only financially impactful to the businesses, but, you know, help keeping their frontline staff safe, customers safe. Um, so really did a lot over these, these last few years together. But yes, we, we almost never connected, which is a bit ironic. <laughs> right. but, but we're at this point now where you guys did connect to create DynamoCoin. So I'm currently looking at the DynamoCoin.org website. For the cryptonauts out there listening, you can head over to DynamoCoin.org and check out anything and everything on, on Dynamo. It's all here, all the links. The website's really nice. Uh, and on here, the front page, first page that we're looking at, it says Dynamo is a crypto democracy keith i was gonna say sean that that is, that is your baby i'm not stealing your thunder no, all right, all right, right. i wanted to go with the alternative <laughs> but okay yeah go ahead, sean. so right so where so where did that come from right so i i originally became very involved in ethereum um, I was very interested in mining Ethereum and becoming part of the ecosystem and steering the ship and all that kind of stuff. And so I tried to get on to Ethereum magicians. I tried to figure out what it would take to, you know, make a commit on the GitHub repo, everything else. I found very quickly that, you know, the Ethereum is a corporate run project. 
there are basically three companies that run Ethereum. And those people hire developers to work full-time on running Ethereum. No individual developer can ever contribute to Ethereum. But despite anything they say about decentralized, anything they say about community development, all that is utter, sorry, bullshit, right? Like it is not decentralized. I'm currently shaking my head for the the, the listeners out there. I'm shaking my head because I I completely agree with you. It's it's sad. It's so sad. It's one of those truths that just don't get talked about. Yeah. Yeah, it couldn't be more spot on. Like that's mm-hmm. not even really opinion. That's yeah. it's pretty much a fact. No, well, well if, if you look at all the contributors and you look at who the Ethereum cat herders are and who are actually making and who's who's controlling the EIPs, it's it's very obvious, right? So so there's yeah. it's not decentralized, it's utterly centralized. So I I you know I I threw up my hands. I said, obviously, I'm not going to contribute to this project. I went to literally four other projects. I spent many, many hours in their discords, downloading their code, analyzing all this stuff. I looked at four of the projects. Everything I found was the same. I found there were these, you know, couple of evangelists who created the project, probably had gigantic bags, you know, of, of coins and, and, you know, completely controlled it. And I said, you know what, this is stifling innovation. There should be a coin that allows for community innovation, true democracy, true consensus governance. And so how do we do that? We should build on-chain governance, make it so that anyone who holds the coin can make a proposal and have it be approved by the community and then have a ministerial foundation that is chartered with making that change. So if somebody says, hey, you know what? This yellow logo is ugly. We should make it green. Somebody who owns coins can make that proposal. If everybody votes on it, who holds coins and it passes, then the foundation, which is funded by the community, is authorized to pay some developer to go do that. That is, in my, in my view, what crypto, the promise of crypto is true community development, right? Not a couple of elite people who decide that it should be yellow or green, but the community driving it. And so that was, it, it was, it was my, my, for lack of a better word, disgust with so many different projects that were so centralized that I wanted this project to be completely decentralized. And you, you will see in all of our, if you look at our offering terms, this is one of the most fair, I, I would say the most fair offering that you can ever see. There's no pre-mine, there's no private equity, there's no dev fee, there's no 1 trillion coins and bullshit burned and all this kind of stuff. We launched this and on day one, anyone could mine it. There, there's, not, there's nothing that we're putting in our pocket. This is everyone's coin. So I felt, and I feel, I still feel very strongly about that. that This is a community driven coin because I think that the community and their consensus can make more innovation than just a couple of elitist developers who think they know better than anybody else. 
Love that. Love that. I love the enthusiasm. Love it. Slash, slash and soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read the description here. It says Dynamo is a technology and governance framework that allows anyone to meaningfully contribute to the ecosystem. The Dynamo engine powers native, on-chain, totally decentralized P2P transactions with no intermediaries. The Dynamo mm -hmm. blockchain is secured by a hybrid proof of work miners and proof of stake miners. Now that's interesting. Sean, I, I, I want to ask you, what do you mean by hybrid proof of work and proof of stake? If you can explain what you mean by that. Of course. So proof of work, as we all know, is the, you know, the mining solving the cryptographic puzzle before anyone else. So you have a whole uh, room full of GPUs that are trying to get the block uh, solved and submit it for proof of work. That has its benefits, but as we all have seen, there is an economic, uh, I'm sorry, an ecological impact to that, right? That, that is a power consumer. And so there is the other side of the coin that says, oh, let's do proof of stake, right? Proof of stake says, I have so many coins in my bank that I would not do anything bad to the network. But that leads to its own centralization issues and there is a, a, this thing called nothing at stake attack vector, which basically says that proof of stake miners can mine unlimited coins on their own chain without any risk. So if you look at um, nothing at stake, there, there is a technical argument for uh, proof of stake being not a great solution. When you have proof of work and proof of stake, it becomes almost impossible to compromise the network. And it is much more ecologically friendly. Plus, if, if I, I published recently published a Medium article um, that, that shows that script-based proof-of-work um, uh, algorithms are much lower power. So when you run the Dynamo proof-of-work uh, proof algorithm on your GPU, it will use about 10% of the energy that the Ethereum proof of work algorithm uses. So this is a very energy efficient proof of work algorithm. So um, the hybrid of those things allows for maximum security with very low energy usage. Okay, so I'm sorry to jump in here, uh, Sean. Yeah. I've got questions. Of course. I am a, an ETH miner. I own an ETH mining farm that doesn't I don't I don't mind for myself I mind for customers mm -hmm. um, and of course when you were before I know that you were doing a combination of proof of stake proof of work uh, I was like well if you were proof of stake only then of course you, you fall victim to the possibility of somebody with just gar gargantuan sums of money coming in and basically yeah. just staking the right. whole thing yep um, but then you're saying, well, proof of work. I said, well, what about people who with gargantuan sums of money who come in and stake a, a large amount and have a lot of mining equipment? Can they 51% attack your coin? No, no. So so by, by my estimate, it's about 87% of the network. You, you would need to own 51% of the hashing power and 67% of the staking power. And so if you owned all of that and you, you know, hacked the network, so to speak, it would not be worth it for you because the, the you know, the coin would then be completely compromised. So, okay. so 
from yeah. an economic from an economic standpoint, it just doesn't make sense. Like it would be like, impractical. It wouldn't actually be a good idea to own all that because you'd be shooting yourself in the foot. You you would you would you would basically destroy your own equity in the coin. Like it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. Now I will I will say also that I'm going to introduce a third component to that with my NFT implementation, which is very it's very hot off the press. But um, I've I've been doing a lot of thought about NFTs. And we're going to implement NFTs in the next couple of weeks. And we're going to introduce a third component to the mining um, reward, if you will, which is proof of storage. And so if you, as a full node operator, agree to store the entire NFT asset compilation, if you will, you will be eligible to claim a proof of storage reward every day. Um, and so there will be like an actually, actually a third sort of security component, which will make it even more decentralized. Oh, my ears just perked on that one. <laughs> I, I would definitely like to get into that storage mining. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for Mike to respond. I knew who's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So what, what we're aiming to solve is the, um, you know, a lot, a lot of these other NFT based chains um, rely on IPFS, which requires people to pin certain things, which as we all know, you know, people do and don't pin things. This says, as long as one full node has the entire database stored, then your NFT, the actual asset, whether it's an MP3 or a JPEG or whatever it is, as long as your your full node is still operating, that original asset will be available for retrieval. And I think that's very important for NFT authors because IPFS is a very kind of sketchy, uh, you know, uh, platform to host your stuff on. So, um, so that, that, yeah. So proof proof of proof of storage is going to actually be a third dimension that we're going to introduce, and that's going to be all built in within the, the Dynamo blockchain. Is that correct? It is, and we're we're making the um, NFTs smart contract aware. So, if you, as an NFT author, wants to anonymously and trustlessly auction off your NFT asset, you can do that on our blockchain because it's all stored within our blockchain. You don't have any third-party reliance. Oh, that's awesome! Nice. Yep. A royalties so that, contract would be really great too. Yep, yep. So if you, if you say, hey, I I want to I want to do an MP3 and I want to sell it for this very small micro transaction. If you want to listen to it and download it yourself, you can do that in a smart contract. Absolutely. Yep. And we we will be in the next two to three weeks posting examples of smart contracts that support support auctions, lotteries, and like you said, this kind of royalty. I want, you know, I want to buy, I want, I want to listen to your MP3 for 10 cents, right? How do I do that? Oh, I can gain access by listening to a little clip of it. Cool. Let me hop on this website and give you 10 cents. And then I can download it myself forever in a trustless and anonymous way and self-executing on the contract on chain. I don't want to derail. John, do you have other questions? Because I have a question I want to pose to Sean. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Sean, you know about uh, Hedera Hashgraph, right? I do. Yes. So, how would you compare yourself, or your not yourself, but your coin, pardon me, to Hedera? 
So I, you know, I think those guys are looking at scalability by, you know, I don't know, embracing forks, right? They're they're saying, hey, if we fork, if we fork the blockchain, that's okay. Like we're, you know, we're going to support all the graphs that fork it. Um, I think those guys are more looking at transactional volume rather than, um, you know, what, what we're talking about is more smart contracts. So we're, so we're more in the space of Ethereum, Conflux, uh, Decred, like those kind of guys who are doing consensus governance, not so much Ethereum, but, you know, the people who are trying to do on-chain voting um, and those kinds of things, as opposed to like being a currency necessarily. So, I, and I'm not sure like, you know, like, like Hashgraph is probably a, that's a different solution set, I would say. Okay. Yeah, then, mm -hmm. then I, the follow-up question to that, if I'm sorry to mention earlier, is um, how does it lend itself into staking and pooling? Now, I mean, pooling by the one thing that I've been talking to the guys with pool together since they started almost, and I was trying to get someone to do, and I'm not a programmer at that level, uh, a pool together, uh, uh, what's it called? Price link savings account mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. Binance Smart Chain. Obviously, you guys are on BEP20. Um, so does Dynamo lend itself to that concept? It does. And, and let, me, let me clarify the BEP20 um, integration. Um, our, our BEP20 offering is probably one of the most unique offerings that there are because we did not create one quadrillion tokens <laughs> and then burn and all this other bullshit and do airdrops, right? We did not do any of that sort of scammy stuff, right? Our, our BEP20 token is backed one for one by actual Dynamo coins in the Dynamo Foundation treasury. So at the end of our BEP20 marketing whenever that is whenever we get listed on exchange or we start to exchange coins ourselves which we, we are actually going to build our own exchange um so whenever that happens and there is liquidity created outside of the bep 20 universe whoever the holders are of the bep 20 tokens they are going to be exchanged one for one with actual dynamo mainnet tokens right so there's a dynamo mainnet that's ongoing and then there's this BEP20 market that I've personally funded out of my own money, right? I put about, I don't know, seven or $8,000 into that right now. And I'm putting another, I don't know, five or $600 a day into it to create liquidity, right? That, that market will be shut down and exchanged one for one with Dynamo. So our, our offering on the BEP20 is a little bit different. Just And really what I did with the BEP20 was to understand about price discovery. I wanted to understand what people thought this was worth. My own personal impression was it was between 50 cents and a dollar. It's ended up at like 68 cents. So I think, you know, like, like that was kind of vetted out. Um, but as far as that thing is concerned, that's strictly a way to get early adopters in the door to say, hey, you know what? I want exposure to Dynamo. What's an easy way to do that? You can go buy the BEP20. As far as staking is concerned, um, we, will we will absolutely allow pooling of staking. So there, there will be staking pools, which can be sponsored initially by the Dynamo Foundation. But our, our thought is we are going to create um, 
templates, right? We, we want to create business templates. Here's how you do this thing. Some third-party commercial entity come in, grab our thing and do it better. We don't, we don't want to do that, right? We want to run the blockchain. So we want to facilitate third-party integrators to do this thing. We'll give you the reference implementation. You do it better, right? You guys know better than us. We're blockchain developers. So yes, there will, there will be pooled staking for sure. Um, and we'll show people how to do it, but we expect other people to do it better than us. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. So in regards to uh, proof of work, that's currently what you have going on with Dynamo. Um, from my understanding, proof of stake is still not implemented as of right now. Correct, Sean? Yep. So, so the concern with proof of stake was that if there was too few coins in circulation, that you could have a lot of centralization. So I wanted to let it go for about six months. It was kind of arbitrary. We, you know, we, we're on a, so we have a 15 second block time and the reward is one dynamo per block. So if you do the math, it's about six months. So once we have a million coins in circulation, I feel like there will be enough depth of the holders to have a, you know, a good um, uh, uh, sort of diverse diversification without centralization. And then we'll implement staking. The staking is based all on our smart contracts, which is already built. So that the concept is there. That will be very easy to implement. But um, I just didn't want to do it because if, if we were going to do staking right now, like Dynamo Foundation owns about 70% of the coins, which frankly, I don't really like. So I would like to see a lot more diversification if we have hopefully 2,000 holders in the next six months. That'd be great. And, you know, and then everybody can stake their coins as they want and we'll have a lot less centralization. So I was just worried about centralization. That was my only concern. Right. So for the, the cryptonauts out there that are listening to this uh, as of June 1st, 2021, this is literally probably a little over one week old. This is brand, brand new. So if you're not in this blockchain mining the, uh, uh, Dynamo coin, get into it, mine it. It's good to have a, at least a bag. Just have a bag to sit on it, think about it, wait for, uh, wait for Sean and Keith to work on it and bring out some, some high quality products out of that. Now, in regards to the algorithm, uh, Sean, I noticed that it is ASIC resistance. You, you purposely designed it that way. Now, why did you do that? So I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say not ASIC resistant, but ASIC proof. Why? Because ASIC mining represents centralization, right? So when, when there are large entities um, creating hardware that can um, dominate the mining community and those supply chain channels are only available to large entities that can buy all those things, that just leads to circular centralization, right? So we do not want that. We want to have distributed. We want the college kid running a GPU in his basement, those kinds of things, right? Like we want this very decentralized. So I wanted this to be completely ASIC proof. So that, that it was all about decentralization. That was the, that was the impetus for designing the script-based uh, language that the proof of work is based on. Okay, so 
I'm still I'm still trying to uh, understand how the algorithm works. Is it CPU, GPU uh, only, or how, how or what, what's going on there with the algorithm? How do you how do you mine yep. it? Yep. So so the algorithm is based on a set of instructions, and it's it's a it's a program that is transmitted to the miner. So you say uh, do this SHA, do this uh, exclusive or do this add. Um, I was very careful to choose operations which are um, not entropy reducing, right? Because you, you want to make sure that everything that you run doesn't reduce the entropy in the hash. Um, and so, so all the operations that the script can run maintain entropy across um, the, the entire script. But the key thing is an update to the script can be done on chain. So if we say, you know what, next Tuesday, everybody change your algorithm. That can be done automatically without any intervention on the system whatsoever. There's no hard fork. There's no agreement among anybody. It just transmits on the chain. And next Tuesday, everybody else starts a different algorithm. So if an, if an ASIC man, uh, manufacturer comes out and builds something that can mine our coin using our existing algorithm, we can just change it. And we can change it as many times as we want arbitrarily with no hard fork. No other chain can do that. So that's, that's all built in right, right from the core. Right in the core and it's available today. Yep. And there's nothing that can be done to make it so that someone else can't. You, I mean, it's not the foundation that's changing it so much. It's the vote. It's the voters, the people who hold the coin that say, hey, we want to change it. Okay, we all decided we want to change it 90% voted and it moves. It's, but, an, it's, an, it's an on-chain voting mechanism that says, here are four different arbitrarily created mechanisms that we'll use in the next, let's say, 30 days, right? Pick a date. Okay, everybody votes. Doesn't really matter which one they vote for, and then it just changes. So it's completely random, completely arbitrary. Voted on the community. Nobody can predict it. Yep. And can and can anyone put that uh, like I guess a uh, Dynamo improvement proposal up? You don't even have to because it's proposed by the chain itself. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Is the chain. The full nodes are built in to propose it by itself. So gotcha. no person, no person has to do anything. It so just it's nice, happens. It, it's nice that you asked that question, Jake, because I, I spent a lot of time with Sean trying to understand that whole concept as well. So if you're asking the same question, that that's obviously a very important question for the listeners and, and people that want to uh, understand what Dynamo is all about. So that's good that you asked that. Uh, Mike, it looks like you had a question. Yeah. So if someone wants to start mining Dynamo right now, how would they go about that? So head, head over to the GitHub repository. There are CPU and GPU binaries already posted. Um, I, will, I will caveat that the GPU miner has a little bit of a little bug in it um, that I just discovered a couple days ago. I've been trying to replicate it um, and I finally replicated it today. I've just been like super busy on working on the NFT stuff. So I need to fix it. I would, I would love for like other people to come in and, you know, who are programmers, I know exactly what needs to be fixed. I just, you know, <laughs> I just need to do it. Um, so, so you can definitely, you can CPU, you can effectively CPU or GPU mine Dynamo today. 
go to the GitHub. You can download the, the binaries. It's all available. Is that the DYN minor? It is. Di, di, uh, yep. Dyn minor. Yep. Okay. So I'm looking at it right now and I'm not seeing any readmes. Yeah. So, like, so there is. Part of the ignorance. But if, like, you, if you look, yeah. If you look at our Trello, uh, our Trello has uh, <laughs> a little note that says make, make mining more user-friendly or something like that. You know, there is a readme. Um, I have taken a couple people through it. One of the reservations that I have about having like wide minor distribution is that the implementation of NFTs, which is happening in literally 10 to 14 days, is going to require a new minor distribution. And so I don't want to like have a whole bunch of people go through the process and then like, you know, two weeks from now, they have to go download another one and coordinating all that stuff like and feeling the frustration. Um, so it is definitely mineable. If you want to, you know, if you want to hit me, hit me up on discord uh, where I'm in the group all the time, I will be happy to hop on, uh, you know, a one-to-one -one call and help people set it up. Um, but I don't want to like have like 50 people mining this just because in about two weeks, it's going to be invalidated. Okay. That's one of the oh. things I was thinking about was, was that I wanted to do a video something I've done in the past. Um, I, made videos on how, how to do relatively complex things. I wouldn't say this is complex, but um, well, I mean, it, it depends on the user's you know, uh, yeah. skill level, but um, I tend to try to make things really simple for people. And I've got a lot of people to use Docker to, to, to do XM rig CPU mining. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would, uh, I would, I would love to have a Docker image of this. Like that would be so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I wanted to make, uh, basically do another video. I haven't done a video in a while. I know John's been getting on my case about that. Uh, I haven't made any videos uh, in like two and a half months, but um, that's because I've been super busy with my, my farm. But anyways, the point I'm trying to get at is that uh, I like to make instructional videos to help people understand how to, to do this. And so, of course, I, the more people are mining, the more people, more nodes basically will pop up. Um, and the more I can help, the more it can spread Dynamo throughout Absolutely. the world. Um, yep. I don't have a big channel, but I do like to try to help out where can where I can. And getting in this early on on Dynamo is probably going to be good. From what you said, I already feel no offense, John, but this could make Raven look a little uh, <clears throat> lacking. <laughs> no, so, no, well, dude, I I I, I told I totally want to encourage that. I just don't want to have like a lot of stops and starts where people start mining and then it breaks and whatever else. So if you give me like, you know, just give me 10 or 10 or 12 days. I, I've been, I know I've been promising an instructional video myself, um, which I feel bad about not making only because again, you know, the on-chain NFT implementation is really our focus right now. Um, but yeah, I, 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 need, I need to get to that. The other thing that I want to get to is um, implementing pools. And, and, and the same thing applies. I want to be able to implement a proof of concept pool. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll probably use the NOMP as, as the proof of concept. We'll, we'll say to people, hey, you know, Dynamo Foundation has its own pool. We've implemented this thing. We don't really want to do that. Hopefully, a lot of pool operators will come and adopt this, make it better. We just, you know, we'll, we'll show you how to make it work. And then you guys take this and make it much better. Because right now, basically, every miner is in competition with every other miner, including, by the way, 
you know, just, just to get things going, I set up a whole bunch of mining nodes on Amazon. All of my own individual mining nodes are all in competition with each, with each other, right? Like that, that's kind of silly. We should, we should have a pool that's securing the chain and then, and then have, you know, multiple pools. Um, so I want to get the pooling going as well before I go crazy on like getting, you know, a hundred miners or whatever else, but absolutely. I really want to support that. So yeah, yeah like gotcha. give me, hey, Jake, give me, give me, give me two weeks, give me two weeks and I'm definitely going to get my shit together. on this. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think of John? Jake, you thinking what I'm thinking? It's time to make that dine pool. Yeah, no, I, I, well, I'm gonna wait till it's an NFT thing comes out, and then we'll right. then we'll look more at doing it. But uh, at the same time, it's that what what uh, Sean's been saying about this is ma making me feel uh, not that I hate Raven. I def I definitely do not hate Raven Gordon at all. But um, but I feel like you're solving the problems that that I don't think, and I'm not trying to put Tron down that I don't think he cared about solving. It sounds like Sean's already trying to like, like, well, there's I, problems with the other things. Let's just solve them. You know, let's just I, do it. I, I will tell you, and you can look in the Raven coin chat and I'm not trying to call them out. I spent a lot of time on the Raven coin chat, trying to get those guys to implement a virtual machine. And they, you know, and, and they, they, you know, uh, they, they wanted nothing to do with it. Um, and, and they were very hostile to me. Really? Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was, wow. it was, it was a very negative experience for me. Not, not only because, you know, their, their, their entry point of the nest or whatever they call it is just, uh, you know, it's very, very toxic, which I do not, that's, that's really? the, that, oh yeah. Yeah, if you go, you know, if you go into the nest and you try to present a new idea, there, there's going to be 20 people who are going to just jump down your throat. Um, but yeah, yeah, but um, you know, they they were all just very, uh, you know, very hostile to any sort of contribution. I said, guys, you know, you have not had a GitHub commit in eight months. Like, what are you doing? Who controls these keys? And they're like, well, you know, Tron, blah blah blah, and I'm like. Okay, well, you you know, like, like me as a developer, me as a serious developer, you want me to write some code for you guys? I need to know that it's going to get merged into the main thing. And, right. and you know, Tron holds all the keys. I, I, I had, I, I'm going to tell you, I had, a, I had a phone call with Tron. I had a personal phone call with him. And I'm like, dude, you need to let this project go. Like, this, you know, you got to let this thing grow and have it be community-based. And, you know, he's, he's not ready. So, so I did, sp I, I spent a lot of time with the Raven folks because, you know, I think they have a lot of opportunity there, but yeah. Yep. I, I do too. And I, I, I posed a lot of questions to Tron, which it felt like he deflected. I'm not trying to say it's, mm -hmm. a, it's an end all be all, but you know, because yeah. the, the community can still vote yeah. and make a decision as almost all coin can. Um, but it, it just felt like, He's like, you know, first question out the gate was, well, what if Raven goes to a thousand dollars? How do we make NFTs then? He's yeah. like, well, you better just have a lot of Raven coin. Just have a lot of money. I better have a lot of money. You're like, dude, that's not the answer. You uh, need wide. Yeah. You need a. You need wide adoption, and you need a pricing structure that makes sense. And so, yeah. I I took I took all of my learning. I'm going to tell you, as far as NFTs are concerned, I took all of my learnings from Raven, and I solved that in this absolutely i absolutely it, did. it's not 
I'm sorry, John, to, to again, I'm not trying to take over this this podcast oh, by ahead, my ask, questioning. Ask, that's fine. Um, I, I'm not. I put this exactly. It's it's a question of trying to figure out. Uh, you know, anybody can make blockchain. Anybody mm -hmm. can make the function, the the series mm -hmm. of functions that they want to be on their blockchain. Do whatever they want it to do. Mm -hmm. And and okay, that's great. But um, do you dedicate yourself? to a project because you invented it or because it's the the purpose of the project is to be altruistic and to make it better for the mm, world exactly personally if i were to ever make a blockchain i thought about it um it it, it sounds like you're already heading in that direction I, and i i didn't really know about dynamo as much john obviously has been posting it all over the um the <laughs> cryptocurrency chat forums he has a, a channel dedicated to it and that makes sense, but I didn't really see like I mean, there's all these new projects coming out. Like you know, Mike and I've been talking about Chia Coin a lot. And yeah. Helium has been a, a big topic. We've been talking a lot. These kind of neat purposes ideas. Uh, they're, they're single purpose, but they're still unique and very interesting ideas. Mm. What mm. it sounds like Dynamo is uh, not just appropriately named, but very very dynamic in it in its sense that it can. Uh, fit a lot of different purposes, um, and that's that is what I was really excited about. Um, so, I mean, I've, that's probably what you're thinking it is. I mean, now that I get to talk to you, I get to hear this, and I'm glad that we get to discuss this in the podcast. Um, Absolutely. But Absolutely. it it's striking to me because I was really excited about Ravencoin, really excited about all these other coins, but now I'm really feeling a strong sense of excitement about Dynamo which I did not previously even think about. And <laughs> now I'm glad because now I'm going to go tell a bunch of people I know that I've been talking with about Dynamo to say, hey, this project has gargantuan potential. I mean, I think well, Mike put it best when he said, um, if you try to think about how much uh, there is in the crypto space, your head will explode. <laughs> <laughs> and and just trying to, to, to wrap my head around Dynamo, I feel like that already. You're, you're hitting mm -hmm. all these... You're hitting all these um, points on the head, like, oh, we have this problem, this problem, and this problem. I solved all these problems with Dynamo. I'm like, oh my God, this yeah. thing, your hash graph in, in Raven kind of looked bad. <laughs> See, the, the awesome thing about Dynamo is that we have Sean, a person that doesn't sleep. He's easy developer. He just keeps <laughs> just pumping out code. That's what I want. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. We love it. Yeah. I mean, look at this. So once again, we're going to go back to, to the numbers. You literally uh, stated that, that Dynamo's should start its value at 10 cents, right? That's where it started off at. The first uh, uh, fiat value that's pegged to the Dynamo coin was 10 cents. The first number. It, it's, it's only been a few days, and it's already pumped to as high as $1.12. So if you're holding a bag of a few thousand coins, which is easy to do, very, very easy to do, with with the small um, difficulty rate that we have right now, I'm loving it. I'm gonna raise my hand right now. I'm I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm not gonna complain. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, this is just the beginning. One week, I can only imagine what things are gonna be like closer to the end of the year, uh, or when we do this hybrid proof of work, proof of stake, or just as as things move along. And I know with you in the picture. And working on this and, and having all this energy, hopefully you can keep pumping it out. That's awesome. Uh, but there's only one of you. And that's where I want to move over to Keith. 
I'm not quite sure what Keith does with Dynamo. So I want to I want to try to pick his brain if you don't mind. And and let me let me just say because Keith is is extremely articulate, but there is there is much more than one of me, and I do not want to be the one of me. Right? There's there's Vitalik for Ethereum. There's Tron for Raven. There's all those other kind of very centralized things. Right? Remember, I hate that. Right? Sean is not Dynamo. I want Dynamo to be a bunch of people. Right? And we are, we are hiring people when we have hired people. Um, I, I'm going to let Keith speak in one second, but I just want to, I just want to be very clear. Although I may be the Genesis of this, this is not my project. This is everyone's project. Okay. So I just so want to be wanna, very clear about that. I want to reiterate, you did say those words, we are hiring. Does that mean that you are paying developers out of your own pocket or do you have a fund from the Dynamo foundation that's dedicated to paying developers? I have spent tens of thousands of dollars of my own money to build this. Absolutely. Yes. So answering the question in regards to paying developers, is that out of your pocket or, or out of the dynamo? My, my, my personal funds. Interesting. Okay. And I, I will be happy to show anybody my bank statements, invoices, anything else. Yes. This is my own personal funds. Interesting. And, and I, I think John too, just to, to jump in and piggyback, on what Sean was saying, you know, I, I think part of, you know, Sean's head, headers, uh, legacy pedigree and his, his history within fintech, um, a, a lot of what we wanted to do was to position the coin, you know, very transparently, um, you know, and give people a real sense of confidence when they did their diligence into Dynamo coin that they would see that, you know, it was developed by, you know, very reputable people who had a history, who you could look up and, you know, fact check them and LinkedIn them and just see all the, the printings and just make it very, very accessible and real. So while no, Sean is, is not, you know, the sole face of Dynamo coin, there are others um, supporting him. Um, it definitely is a strong piece of the soul and the identity of the coin. Keith, so in, in regards to Dynamo coin, no coin, not just Dynamo coin, no, no coin out there just sits by itself. It doesn't just have its own uh, marketplace. It, it, every single coin, like for example, CoinGecko, you can see all of the coins on CoinGecko. Where do you think Dynamo coin sits at? In regards to what's very similar to Dynamo Coin, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in what your thoughts are on that. Right, we we did take a a big look at the universe of coins, and and I think it was Jake who who said it best. You know, there's a lot of similarities to Raven Coin, and there's you know other coins out there that we sort of had the ability to step back, look, see what they were doing well and what we could improve upon. Um, okay. I think what you're hitting at um, is kind of where, you know, a bit of my role in the organization, you know, comes in where, yes, there, there is a lot of work and foundation work that needs to be done to get Dynamo coin listed on the exchanges, telling that story, you know, your amazing podcast to help us get the word out um, so that, you know, people know about it. We, you know, we've all been around long enough to know you could have 
the the best product in the world, but if people don't know it exists, they can't participate in it. It can't be part of their lives. So that's kind of the goal right now, you know, is to get that word out. Uh, Mike, did you have a question? No, I was just definitely agreeing to that. You know, it doesn't matter how good the product is. If no one knows it exists, it's not going to get used. Yeah, yeah. it's like looking at uh, Samsung spending uh, billions and billions <laughs> of dollars a year advertising their phones. Uh, and who's the most popular? Well, Samsung, of course, because they're spending billions. Um, yeah. Even if their products aren't really are that great, it's still the most popular thing because they're saying that it's more of a marketing thing than it is a, a is this good? Um, yeah. So, so and you, do- I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be the first to admit, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a nerdy tech guy and I, I love I love programming. I love creating like these really intricate solutions to hard problems. And, you know, like I'm very cerebral. And when I try to express myself about why this thing is so cool, people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. So I think that's, that's why Keith and I are such a great team is because Keith is like, dude, shut up like don't even talk about that thing like like you people want to know why this is gonna make their toast have more butter on it because they don't give a shit about your proof of work distributed on chain bullshit like what is this thing gonna have so it, you know when you when you when you think about dynamo think about me as like the nerdy guy sitting in a closet pounding out code making a really cool product and think about keith as the front office guy telling people why this thing is so cool and they need to invest in it right that that it's it's a very powerful combination that not many coins have yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in sean if i if i could you know part of part of it is that is that combination um, i'm going i'm going to use the word balance which i'm i'm really a big fan of because what what we've done here is you know we have all of these theoretical benefits and attributes and it makes the coin really special right the decentralization of it the way that it's structured but but it's not only that right there's a really powerful utility uh, a use case set coming and Sean alluded to that with this NFT launch but we're doing it in a really special way so it the coin dynamo will appeal to to two different constituencies right it it, it isn't just a a theoretical thing um it isn't just a utility coin it really is a beautiful combination of the two Without having the, uh, the, pause, the silent pause there, um, I, yeah, Mike and I have been chatting about how to compile for the uh, list and for the NFT later. Um, I, I do agree with you, Keith. It is, it is incredibly important uh, to obviously speak to speak to the geeks. Uh, I hate to put it this way, but the nest people within Ravenpoint, <laughs> um, the geeks who are all enthusiastic about you know just just the code itself and what the code might be capable of doing at least from the sense of what it's power you know how it's how powerful is this great okay it's powerful just like you know command line versus gui um you can do far more in command line 
Um, mm. And uh, it also depends on what you're trying to do. But you don't. You, I wouldn't want to play a video game in command line. Although they, <laughs> they do exist. Um, I used to do the turn by turn uh, uh, games way, way, way back in the '80s. Um, those were fun when you didn't have graphics. Uh, but I wouldn't want to play Far Cry or World of Warcraft or Overwatch or something in command line. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, the the kind of the the point is making this. What does it do and to whom? Um, I keep I say this to my wife all the time, who's a, a marriage and family therapist. Um, I, it would be so easy to sell crap to idiots. It is incredibly easy to do that. Um, I don't. My morals don't allow me to do that. <laughs> so uh, you have to find the right page for the right person. What does this do for the person that needs it to be done? You know, don't solve it. Don't don't uh, solve a problem that doesn't exist. Solve a problem that does exist. Well, we definitely know that Dynamo will solve a problem that does exist. Okay, what is that problem that people currently have? Um, and I think I do know it from having been an ETH miner and a Ravencoin miner and a uh, Monero miner and all kinds of other. I mean, I've been doing scripts since it came out, um, and. Uh, there's more than just the fun of doing something with hardware and making something, you know, making a computer do something fun. That's obviously fun to me. I'm a hardware guy. But um, does it solve a world problem? Yes, it absolutely does. It actually solves multiple world problems. And how do we tell the public that thing? I think that's what I think you're trying to get at what Keith is doing. I think for Sean is mm. I'm the geek like Sean, but I'm also I did SEO for a while. I suck at SEO, but I know there are people out there who know how to do it. And my brother's one of those, actually. He's an SEO guy for uh, a Libra Books. Um, and uh, if you can get your, your stuff in front of enough people, um, even if you have Asperger's like Elon, you can still sell 100,000 Cybertrucks mm -hmm. <laughs> if, mm -hmm. if they ever come out. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. um, the... Uh, it's just getting getting the you know the concept in front of people who will need it and want it and say that's really cool i'd like to buy that uh ford f-150 lightning for 35 grand right um so i would love to hear more from keith i know this is kind of an introductory thing i want to take this on forever i'm sorry to bogart this entire <laughs> this podcast <laughs> no, today. Just that's fine. so, so okay. many questions um but uh uh yeah keith awesome i'm so glad that you're you're the guy who can interpret the the tech uh, to the layperson, it's really important, Jake. And and again, I you know we welcome continued collaboration with you and and with John and and Mike. Hopefully, this is the first in in you know many a series, um, you know, on yes. the podcast. You know, telling the story, connecting up with folks, and you know it it making it approachable, right? I mean, I I think and all of us have experienced that, right? In the very beginning, you know, your eyes glaze over when you hear blockchain and some people just freeze up, but make it approachable, make those that are intimidated less so, make it, you know, available and unintimidating and all of a sudden it unlocks, you know, all the magic and promise that, you know, Sean built into this beautiful thing. Yeah, so as of right now, it's actually a little complicated for the beginner to get into Dynamo Coin, um, 
we're gonna we're gonna we're we're, we're gonna make it we're gonna make it much simpler in the next couple of weeks so awesome awesome so so so, yeah yeah awesome that's that's what i want to hear so so you know what keith and i are all about removing friction right so we we want to have a frictionless customer experience right so we are creating our own exchange what Kaboom, yep. kaboom. I need sound effects. Come on. We are creating our own exchange where the Dynamo Foundation will be the counterparty to every buy and sell. People can come onto the website and say, I want to bid or I want to ask. We will match counterparties on the website with Dynamo Foundation as the liquidity provider. And then we will match people off and we will do the buy and we will do the sell. I got I got sign off from the lawyer. This is 100% legally compliant as long as Dynamo is the counterparty on every transaction. So if you say I want to buy Dynamo for 67 cents and somebody else says I want to sell Dynamo for 69 cents and then some person comes in and says we're going to you know I want to buy 100 Dynamo at market then they can buy from the seller. If somebody comes in and says, I want to sell at market, they can they can buy from the buyer, right? So it all happens. So within the next two weeks, you're going to see the, 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 the our website will have a market maker. We are going to be a market maker in our own coin. We'll create our own liquidity. So you guys are going to be busy, busy, busy in the next two weeks. So this is just the well, We're always busy. We're always busy. <laughs> 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 we're always busy. Yeah. You're going to be more. No, no. You guys are handling it very well. I like the way you can control the stress. Yeah. There's a lot of people that just get burnt out and just like, just cut, just cut out. Like they can't handle uh, it. And that's where it becomes uh, pretty much a scam coin. I would, I would call it a scam coin. If, I, mm-hmm. There's some developers that have good intention, but, but can't, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> but can't maintain that uh, that yeah. momentum, that momentum, and because they can't keep that momentum going and they just kind of drop the ball. To me, yep. that's like a scam coin because you, you kind of under delivered what you, what you promised. Right. But it, well, I, I want, I want to, I want I'm sorry. I want to add something too, if you don't mind. Um, I, you know, I've been following a couple of other coins that did these BEP 20, you know, things. And, you know, and Keith and I had a conversation this afternoon and I said, Keith, you know, there's there's this coin that did this NFT thing. Um, it was it was you know I felt like it was a scam. Um, they did a pump and dump. And they did all the you know the one quadrillion tokens, and they burned this. And they had all these people that were promoting this. And I said, you know, Keith, if we did this thing, we you know you and I could collectively probably make about two hundred thousand dollars off of this sort of thing. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't feel like my reputation is, you know, worth splitting a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And, yeah. Boy. You and, know what? and Keith, and Keith said, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, are you saying like, that was a quote, Johnny, I said that too, actually, just like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, like, dude, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Like, I'm serious. Like Keith, Keith and I have literally made millions of dollars together. Like we we do not need to scam people out of fifty or a hundred or two hundred thousand. Like we don't need that. Like it's not that's not in our ethos. So so this project is real. We're not trying to scam people. If if we wanted to, we wouldn't even bother 
because that's that's just stupid. Like we're not those kinds of people. And you can look at you can look at both of us on LinkedIn. We're real people. We're not scammers, right? If we wanted to do that, that you know, we could do that all bullshit, but we're not. So I think that that's that's the bottom line. We're we're building a real project with real value. So I had a chance to talk with you many times over the past few months, Sean, even way before uh, yeah. Dynamo Coin came out. And I've, I've always uh, had a liking to you because you've always been professional all the time. I like the way you, you conduct yourself every single time that, in, in different communities. And now you have Dynamo Coin, and that's why I'm jumping on board with it automatically. I'm like... I can actually raise my hand and finally say, "Hey, I'm like one of the <laughs> one of the first people that's that's on a, on a legitimate blockchain that's doing real real stuff." You know? Yep, yep. The roadmap awesome. is really exciting, John. The roadmap really, really is exciting. And as you alluded to earlier, you know, in the coming weeks and months, it, it's just going to be transformative and accelerate and. My gosh, it's already June first, right? You know, mm-hmm. by the end of this year, it, it's just going to be an amazing well, ride. I know. I was telling Sean that I'm like, this is insane. You're really, you're really trying to pump out all this this code out in six months. This is insane. I, mm-hmm. if you can do it, that's amazing. But that's o- almost like unbearable. Six months to put everything that's on your roadmap. That's like, dude, each one of those little parts should take you about a year apiece from nah. what everybody else is doing. And you're Dude, I've, I've been. Uh, you're saying I've been, you want to squash been, uh, it in six months? That's I've been. Insane. I've been. I've been programming for thirty years. I've seen everything, and I don't sleep that much. And thirty, 30 years. I, I. I. I've seen. You know, dude. No, I. I can. I can literally write like a thousand lines of code a day. I. So, uh, this is not a problem. Not a problem. I okay. I don't know so, what this sleep thing you guys keep talking about is. <laughs> 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 so sean you're saying that a uh, dynamo it, it, there's there's many sean's not just you there's many people for the dynamo co- coin community what are, yes. what are you looking for right now that's that, that you're in dire need of uh to help out the dynamo community to move forward I, i'm talking about manpower you you've developers. already, you've already you've developers already, but you what is that what does that mean anybody can say developers give me, give me some more specifics c plus plus programmers man we we need dedicated hardcore C++ blockchain blockchain programmers to help move this technology forward. Yeah. C++, yep. there it is. Yeah. yeah. Put, put put that on the tweet, Mike. We got to we got to put that on the tweet. And we <laughs> you know, we we will pay handsomely in fiat or dynamo or anything else. We we need C++ developers. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else, Sean Keith that I missed out you guys want to bring up real quick? No, man. Uh, I, I think we hit a lot for our, for an intro. I mean, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me. This is just the intro. The, the next yeah. one, I definitely want I definitely want to tell the cryptonauts out there that the next one, I'm hoping that uh, we can get into uh, actually doing a step-by-step on how to get started with uh, Dynamo Coin. Definitely. And hopefully that's in the, you said, what, oh, two, two weeks? Maybe one week? Maybe three give, days? Give, you know what? Give, <laughs> give us... Yeah, give us two weeks and you will have the ability to upload an NFT, be listed in the NFT marketplace, and buy Dynamo on fiat currency off our website. I think that would be in the next two weeks. Yeah. All right. So just uh, for clarification, on uh, talking about mining earlier. Is the ultimate goal to have uh, storage mining 
GPU mining and CPU mining going at the same time? Or is it just CPU now and then transitioning to GPU? Well, I mean, you know, CPU mining versus GPU mining is, of course, always a, um, I don't know, it's kind of an argument, right? So I had, I had a very, um, you can look, you can actually look in the Monero uh, Reddit, uh, subreddit about me arguing with those guys why CPU mining is bad because um, it is very hard to scale CPU mining from a commercial standpoint, right? So um, right now it is possible to CPU mine um, a, a Dynamo. I do not expect that CPU mining of Dynamo will be viable for very much longer um, as, as the word gets out, and particularly as we create liquidity, right? Like when, when there is an off-ramp where you can mine, we can GPU mine um, a, a, a Dynamo and sell it for fiat, then I think CPU mining will go away. I do not think that CPU mining is a very good um, idea from a decentralization standpoint, because what you want is commercial entities committing large amounts of capital, right? Like think about Ethereum, right? Think about me as an Ethereum miner. I spent about $200,000 to buy all my cards, rent a warehouse, you know, commit all that stuff and, and then mine Ethereum. That's a long-term investment, right? You don't, you don't want a kid in the college dorm just CPU mining, because that's not like a long-term thing. So you, you want to create this um, secondary market that says there are commercial entities that can GPU mine your coin. And they're going to invest large sums of money for an ROI as an off-ramp to create that um, economic incentive. Because you need a buy side and you need a sell side. If you don't have any sell side, there's, like you're going to have a lopsided economics. Proof of work mining from a commercial standpoint creates that sell side. So, so I think that GPU mining is, is, very, is a very important aspect of a coin ecosystem. Couldn't agree more from a, yeah. from a farmer myself. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 I invested a couple hundred thousand dollars in, in you know, GPU mining, and I won an ROI. Um, and... and for Ethereum to offer that to me, that creates validation of Ethereum. Yep. Right? If Dynamo had the same thing and there was that kind of liquidity, how cool is that? Like that's that's a whole sub-industry in itself. Super important. Super you're, you're important. You're creating value, but you're creating value also in utility. It's not just uh, validation in the sense of, Oh, I spent hundred grand bought all this hardware and now I can mine this stuff and mm -hmm. continuously forever. That's mm -hmm. one aspect of it. But the, the the furthermore, and this is the thing that bugs me so much about Ethereum. I mean, our farm is probably ninety five percent Ethereum uh, mm. mining, mm. Um, and we do it on the cheap side because I don't want to charge my customers, you know, ten grand, twenty grand just for one rig. Mm. Um, so we're trying to keep it really low, and. They're all like Ethereum, Ethereum, Ethereum. I'm like, ah, Ethereum <laughs> is not only is it. I mean, right, the gas price is low now, but it wasn't yeah. for a while there. Right. But the thing is, it's going to POS. 
Yeah. And when it goes to PS, where do we go? Now we can go to where? Raven, but the problem with Raven is it's so hard on the miners, you can burn them out. And I don't really yeah. want to do that. So I was looking for something like Dynamo to take over, and now I kind of see that I'm looking at the future going, hmm, this would probably be a good move here. I, I very I very specifically designed the proof of work algorithm to not burn out mining carts. Why? Because I'm a miner, right? Like I, I what, what's so funny is like I posted in all these forums. What's the next best thing? Oh, oh Ethereum. You know, I invested all this money. Frankly, honestly, I already made my ROI. I already made my two hundred thousand dollars back. But I needed. I I still wanted to make an ROI. How do I do that? without burning out my cards, create a script-based algorithm that does not cause your card to go to 70 degrees Celsius, right? And that's what I did. So nice. it's very, so, so this, this is very important. There's a very important feature of the mining algorithm that it's script-based and it uses, I would say, less than 10% of the power. So if, if you look at my card, mining dynamo versus my card mining ethereum you, you're talking about 95 watts versus 10 to 15 watts it's wow. it's wow yeah that is impressive I, I'll, yeah. i'm looking forward to checking it out when i get a chance um not obviously not now but in the future because yeah. no. one of the things looking at was um i'm serious about overclocking and undervolting mm -hmm. to try to get the most efficiency out of this of, of my customer of course. Rig. of course and of course. we've gotten it down to not perfect science, but pretty good. And and I like taking, like you said, I like taking them on the low road as much as possible. Yeah, <laughs> it no, is, you don't, you don't want to. Yeah, yeah you, well, you don't you don't want to go. You know, look if you can do if you can do thirty two mega hash, but it's at seventy degrees C, or you can do twenty eight mega hash and it's at sixty five C. Like exactly, you know, you gonna you know. You don't want to burn the shit out of it, right? Yeah, I want I want the hardware to last as long as possible. Exactly. As long as possible. In fact, it was one of the Capital policies we investment. said was I wanted to buy the cards back from my customers once they once they wanted to buy. I'm like, no, we're not selling you your your hardware. Yeah. We're buying it yeah. from you because I'm keeping yeah. this stuff for ten years. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so, so I I very specifically designed, and you you can look. I I posted a medium medium article. It's a very highly technical article, but I posted a medium medium article about low power usage proof of work algorithms and how you design them and and dynamo I, I i specifically designed this to be low power usage and you can you can see it my on my on my one card the fans don't even spin up mostly like it doesn't even need to cool the card anymore because it, it it's not using it wow it's, it's script based it's very important Love script it. script based very important so and, and Jake, I, I'm going to jump back in. You had the, that's the soundbite of the podcast, right? Uh -huh. It's all about creating value. It is the, the opposite of a scam coin. You know, Sean and his team has been, you know, hyper-focused on making sure that Dynamo was a value creator, you know, in all of these different areas for the, for the Dynamo community at large. So that summed it up beautifully. Yep. Awesome. So, Sean, last question before we wrap it up, and this is one of those 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 questions. Either it's gonna it's gonna trigger you in a good way or in a bad way. <laughs> I never Stop get triggered. <laughs> Win moon. <laughs> Honestly, Win. 
are you are you are you gonna are you are you going to be listed on on coinbase or or binance or hot bit hot bit anytime soon so so we're not we're not so so there's ndas that we have to sign um with with those exchanges um and so i can't say um yeah so so when when you apply to list with an exchange um, you sign an NDA mm-hmm. that says you cannot advertise. Oh yeah, we're imminently being listed on blah blah blah. So if any coin tells you mm-hmm. we are imminently being listed on blah, oh, okay, they're breaking their NDA and they actually will not be listed on that because yeah. those NDAs are very explicit about you cannot say anything. Yeah, it's, um, an, it's an NDA thing. I mean, it's a it's, what's it called? Um, yeah, insider trading kind of. Thing. It's all insider trading. Now, now, insider trading doesn't really apply to crypto, but I will tell you that um, you know both. You know, look, I I worked on Wall Street for eight or nine years. I'm very very sensitive to all of those insider trading things, and I treat this project as if it was a true security listing. Even though it's not, and I have no obligation to do so, I still do. And so I'm not like, oh, hey, hey, guys, you know what? Um, we're going to go do this thing uh, next week. You better buy. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not. I'm not giving anybody inside mm-hmm. anything because I think that's I think that's scummy. Like, that, that that's what all these, like, moonshot shibu assholes do right i'm not not doing that i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have my name attached that if you go to my linkedin so the contract says that the contract says you can't say who you're being listed with right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay now can you can you say can can you Tell us don't don't go there just don't go there i i just want to we we can tell you who we've applied to yes we can tell you who we applied to okay which, okay. which is many, many people, including Binance. Yes. Okay. So we have, nice. we have applied to many people, including Very Binance. Nice. Yes. But I cannot tell you that we have, you know, any connection with Binance or that we might get listed or not. I cannot say that. No. Okay. So as of right now, uh, as of right now, where can the cryptonauts out there buy, uh, some, I guess, what, BEP20 tokens? Yep. So if you, if you want exposure to Dynamo, you can go to the you know the the uh, pancake swap market. You can you can get exposure to the BEP twenty token. And again, I want to be very very clear: the BEP twenty token is backed one by one to Dynamo mainnet tokens. So if you are buying one Dynamo BEP twenty wrap token on pancake swap, that will eventually be exchanged for an actual mainnet token. So, and if, you know, there's about, I don't know, 3,800 or 3,900, something like that out there. If that supply starts to dry up, I am going to personally resupply that with my own treasury and my own money at the market price with any tokens that we need. So if that 3,900 starts to dry up and it goes to like a thousand, I'm going to put another, I don't know, two or 3,000 in there at my own, at the market rate for my own money. So, yes. If there, if there is, we will, we will definitely meet the demand. Yep. You're going over and beyond with this. This is, this is amazing. It's amazing. This is very legit. Yep. All right. Keith Carpentier, Sean Neal, gracias. Thank you for being on the podcast. This is just the beginning 
of the Dynamo Coin. You can go to dynamocoin.org to check it out, see what it's all about. You can check out the white paper, all the things in regards to the community, the Dynamo tokenomics. If you want to get into mining, um, Sean is saying wait about two weeks, but if you can get into it now, get into it now. That's what hit, hit me up on Discord and I'll show you how to do it. I will all personally right. show you how to do it. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So with that cool. said, Sean, Keith, thank you. Until next time. Thanks, man. Stacks, sats, and hodl. Awesome. Adios.